0: Yo, Random Ignorance Podcast. I'm your host, Savage the Great. I hope you guys are doing well on this nice, beautiful day. So check this out, man. Scam, scam, scammy. Scam, man, scam, man. Yeah, that's you. We're talking about the college enrollment scam. Now, if you don't know, if you ain't been following the news, this has been a hot button issue in the last week or so, right? You have two famous actresses who are at the heart, but not the only people that are, you know, doing this, but they're at the heart of it. And those actresses are Lori Laughlin. You might know her. She played Anne Becky on Full House, a bunch of Hallmark movies, a bunch of Lifetime movies. She's like that. She's married to a fashion designer. His name is Mosimo or Massimo or whatever. But you might have seen his T-shirts and Target and things like that. And Then the next person is Felicity Huffman. Now, I'm not too familiar with Felicity. I guess she was an actress on Desperate Housewives. And she and her husband, William Macy, are also thrown into this whole debacle. So let me break it down to you, right? Let me, let me, let, we're going to do this layer by layer, right? We're going to break this down. So there was a person named Rick Singer. And he pretty much had to connect on all the college hookups. He had to connect on everything. If you needed a kid to get in, he could hook you up. And how he would do this is he had connections at certain athletic departments. And he had connections at the SAT and AE. At the SATs and the ACT offices, right? So, people like Lori Laughlin and Moesie Mo—they had two daughters. They paid Rick Singer five hundred thousand dollars to use his athletic department connections to get him in, to get their daughters into USC. So, what he would do is say, "Okay, I'm gonna talk to the athletic director at USC or whoever, wherever you know, whatever his connection was." And he would act like he had two athletes coming in. So that would be, you know, their daughters. So they would come in and they would get on the road team or they would get any sports kind of, you know, scholarship or whatever. And that was his role. You will pay him and he will find a way to get your kids in. So they end up getting on the road team at USC and they didn't even fucking roll. It came out that they had to go stage pictures and stage uniforms and stage things to make it seem like they rolled at high school so they can get in on a scholarship. That's how fucking crazy it is, right? And Felicity Huffman, she paid him $15,000 for unlimited time for one of her daughters to take the SAT. So her, her daughter had unlimited time to take the SAT. You know, she could have, the SAT is a time test. If you don't know, that's part of it. They want to see how you work under pressure. That's part of your score. She had unlimited time and they paid $15,000 for that. Now, so far, there has been 50 people arrested, 33 parents. And this is a scheme worth $25 million. The parents paid a total of $25 million to Rick Singer. And he will basically basically wash the money through a charity. So they will write it out to a charity charity in his name, and he will wash the money through there. And after that is clean money, he could pay the people he needed to pay off in order to admit these kids, right? Some parents paid $200,000. Some parents paid a total of $6.5 million. Now, the the schools that were involved in this is, of course, USC, as I previously previously stated. Then you had Yale, Stanford, Georgetown, and a host of others. Now, if you are unfamiliar with these schools, USC, Stanford, Yale, and Georgetown, you know, those are upscale schools. Those look good on resumes. Those look good in on letters those look good anywhere and you can get a job anywhere with a degree from yale just by saying you went there you can major in anything any corporation will take you if you have a degree from yale stanford usc is a good one georgetown is a good one and these people got in just based off money based off money Lori Loughlin, one of her daughters had a YouTube page and she said, her name was Olivia Jade. And she said, oh, I just want to go to college because I like to drink. I like to party. After their parent, after her parents paid $500,000 to get her in there. Do you know how fucking privileged that is? And she knew about it. They say, oh, the kids didn't know. The kids fucking knew because you know, if you don't play a sport, if you don't row, why are you getting a row and scholarship to somewhere? Why are you getting in on your row accreditation if you don't fucking roll like how are you getting in on that if you don't even do it so those kids aren't dumb they knew what it was but of course they're not gonna charge them because they were kids and they say when Lori Laughlin, when Lori Laughlin's daughter found out about this whole thing she was on a boat on a yacht that belonged to one of the USC's board of trustees like you see how deep this shit is you see how connected this shit is. So when those people say, "My mom knows the dean," "My dad knows the dean," "My dad's a lawyer," "My dad played golf with the with the uh, superintendent," "My dad did this," they ain't fucking lying. Do you see how how like how crazy these links are? And this ain't the beginning. This ain't the start. This ain't the first time it's happening, and the first time it's getting caught. This is a systematic thing. And you got these people saying, hey, man, you know, certain people just need to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. But these motherfuckers are here paying for degrees, bruh, paying for enrollment, paying for scholarships, taking those spaces that other kids could have filled. Kids that really worked, kids that were relying on that education, kids that didn't have five hundred thousand dollars to throw away just to get you in there, just for you to fuck around because you like to drink and you like to party. Like, come on, man, we got to start being serious with this shit. Because when I was growing up, the whole joke was, oh, affirmative action got you here. Affirmative action got this black guy here. Affirmative action got him working here. Affirmative action got him in school. This is a different type of affirmative action. If you could pay for a guaranteed spot into something, that's a different. That's so fucking elitist. That is so privileged. And then to say it's, it's, it's weird, man. It just gets weird. So. Like I said, it was a total of twenty five million dollars. And how they found this out is late last year, late 2018, Rick Singer turned federal federal informant because this is a federal case. You fucking with them colleges, you fucking with grants, you fucking with money and charities and washing money and racketeering. And yes, this is a federal case. Motherfuckers can go to jail for this. They all have been arrested. All these people have been arrested. Of course, they're wealthy, so they bailed out. But people didn't think the Hammer was going to come down like that. Like, oh, this shit is, this shit might lead to real jail time. Yes. When it comes to that cash, the feds don't play, bro. The feds put Martha Stewart, Martha Stewart in cuffs. Now, Martha Stewart, she went to a nice, lavish thing, which they would probably go to. She went to basically a goddamn resort that she couldn't leave. That's something they would do because white collar criminals, they don't get treated the same as the dude with the 50 sack of crack in his pocket in the hood. That don't happen. You can embezzle a hundred million dollars. You could be Bernie Madoff. You're not going to get treated as bad as the dude who sold a hundred dollars worth of crack to an undercover cop. It's not going to happen. They're not going to railroad you that way because money gets you that privilege. But it's not just money. It can be just money. Because I got a feeling if it was a bunch of black parents doing this, they would be thrown under the jail. They would get maximum sentences because you have people in these cases recently been coming up. Once, uh, you know, this indictment came to light that you have women who are serving six years in jail, 12 years in jail because they lied about their address in order to send their kids to a better school. Do you know how fucking crazy that is? So let me break it down. Schools are zoned by district. And you go to whatever school is in your district. Whatever school is in your zone, that's what you go to. So if you live in this neighborhood, you're going to go to this high school. If you live in this neighborhood, you're going to go into this high school. If you live, So that's how it's zoned. So people will sometimes use an address that, that doesn't belong to them in order so their kids can go to that better high school that's in that zone. And a woman was sentenced to 12 years for doing so, for trying to get her kid into a better school for trying to give them a better opportunity, for trying to give them a leg up on life, because obviously the schools are different, obviously. And it's not said that it was a private school or charter school or it wasn't any of that. It was just in another district that was better. They had better teachers, better books, better curriculums. You see? So instead of fixing the problem, instead of saying, hey, why would someone want to send their kid out of their you know, their home district or out of their zone to go to a better school? Instead of seeing that and fixing that problem, their first instance is just to arrest the problem. Because when it's black people, it's arrest the problem. The same with the drug ep- ep- epidemics. Now that it's white people doing these opiums and uh, heroin and all that shit, all of a sudden it's treatment. All of a sudden it's an issue. It's a mental health issue. It's this, it's that. When back in the day, them crack laws crackhead get caught with two rocks he doing a couple years obviously he's sick obviously he needs treatment and even back then it was faulty because you had the 100 to 1 crack and cocaine laws and they knew cocaine was a predominantly upscale predominantly white used drug and they knew that crack was a black drug it was cheap to make so they purposely sentenced them different And these are on the books. Like, these are laws on the books. They recently, recently just rectified them. Okay. After the whole generation is put into jail for it. After a whole generation is subject to mass incarceration. After motherfuckers ain't messing with crack no more because they know better. They seen how it dismantled our community. Now they saying, oh, you know, that was wrong. We going to after they got everything they wanted out of it, after they got the batter Rams, after they got the just say no programs, after they got the Iran and Contras and after they got the Sandinista, all that shit. Look it up after they got all that. Then, you know, it's weird, man. Weird times. I'll be right back. I'm going to take a break. man so i'm back listen i ain't got no i I added a little transition a little razzle dazzle just because i'm trying to up the quality of the podcast and i had to drink some water bro but i don't like drinking in y'all motherfucking air i don't want to hear i don't want y'all to hear me Uh oh, yeah. So so back to this. Now I'm trying to be real professional. You know, I'm trying to be with it. So therefore, we're gonna close out on that whole college enrollment scam. That is the American way. People scam. People scam, people do whatever they can to get by. There is no pick yourself up by your bootstraps and all that bullshit that they try to preach man get yours by any means but you got to play by different rules than those people playing by because they have a certain privilege that allows them to play by those rules they have a certain privilege that allows them to pay 6.5 million in order to get their kids in the school so just track carefully don't you know it's, it's 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 an unfair game man it's unfair odds but We still got to live, we still got to provide, and we still got to do what the fuck we got to do. When they said you got to work two times harder for what they got, yeah, two times harder. Shit is probably even four or five now because that wealth gap is just growing and growing and growing and growing. But stay focused. Don't let it discourage you. Next up on the docket, we have a gentleman named YBM Almighty J. Now, if you don't know YB, is it YBM or YBN? I think it's YBN, Almighty J. He is a rapper. He was recently assaulted in New York. He got into two fights. He got into one outside of Saks Fifth. And that is fucking crazy. Because if you know anything about that area, that is the police area. That is a tourist spot. That is upscale. That is fucking Rodeo Drive like that is that level, but it's in New York. But it, it is like that level. That is where the money comes. So they don't allow shit to fuck it up. And these dudes was fighting in front of the store, man. So later on, he got into another scuffle with a bunch of dudes. He was trying to square up with them, but it was probably like 10 dudes, man. He had his pants down. He had his ass out. It looked like they was grabbing at his ass. They took his his chain, his rapid a lock chain. And we're going to get into that after this. Um, They cut his face with a Hennessy bottle. It is said that they hit him in the face with the Hennessy bottle, cut his shit open. It looked like the old Buck 50. If you don't know what a Buck 50 is, that is New York slang. That is New York 80s and 90s shit. That is where they get a razor or a knife and cut your jaw from pretty much your ear to your mouth. And it is said it's a Buck 50 because it usually requires 150 stitches to close. So they call it a Buck 50. Classic New York shit that's not what this was they said he got a bottle broke over his face so that's what cut him open and he was in the hospital he was beat up he was bruised up and you don't get no points for that man because if you see this guy ybn almighty J, he looks like he weighs about 110 pounds bro like 110 pounds soaking wet he don't put on no tough guy shit of course he pops shit on the internet that's just the culture now that's just what people do now but he don't put on no he don't pop a lot of shit and it took 10 of these clown ass niggas to jump him record it take his chain and if you know anything about the rap a lot chain it is a it is the rap a lot is Jay prince label Jay prince is well respected in the streets not so much from these new guys and i'm gonna tell you why because when j prince uh pretty much put a post out like hey uh he put he went on Instagram, which he wasn't supposed to do, but I guess he wanted to play by the young rules since some young niggas did it. So he went on Instagram, like, hey man, what's going on? I know he he named the guy by name, and they went on the Instagram and said, Man, fuck Jay Prince. Jay Prince can suck our dicks, etc. 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 So that just shows you the disconnect between the older generation and the younger generation. Older generation would have been scared shitless as soon as Jay Prince got involved. The younger generation, they don't give a fuck they will kill anything. they will shoot anything. they will fight anything. Fear doesn't run in the younger generation. They don't care. These, They wild, man. They wild. They live like they bulletproof. They, It's crazy. It's crazy. They don't care. So Jay Prince went on Instagram and he started adding all the famous people from the Bronx. Because I guess that's where these guys were from. He started adding Cardi B and Remy Ma and my son and Fat Joe. I guess he was just fishing like... You know, uh, who's going to do something? You guys need to do this. You guys need to do that. That's your neck of the woods. And he's right because of some shit like that happened in Houston and they get in touch with Jay Prince. It is it is almost 100 percent chance Jay Prince is going to make it right. It's pretty much 100 percent chance Jay Prince is going to get that chain back because it has happened plenty of times. People have came to Houston and got their chain snatched, and Jay Prince has gotten it back just due to his street connections. So I guess once he figured he didn't get anyone on the street level that knew these dudes or couldn't control them, he just figured he'd add all the Bronx people. Just add them all. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. But just wanted to touch on that. You know, you don't get no points for doing that to that little kid, man. He a little boy, man. What is he, 18, 19? He ain't no little boy, but at the same time, he ain't no tough guy like It's people who really want that action. It's people who really want that smoke. And you got these clown ass niggas out here recording it and taking pictures with the chain. It's clout chasing, man. Niggas out here trying to get famous for the wrong shit. You trying to get famous for the wrong things, for being a clown, for being a clown. You trying to get famous for being a fucking clown, man. So next topic, I'm not going to get too deep on this because this is basically A norm at this point, and that's so fucking sad to say, but this is a norm at this point. We're going to talk about the New Zealand shooting, right? 50 people dead, Shooter from Australia, uh, walked into a mosque. Um, He was greeted with kind words, and he began to open fire. He recorded the whole thing on his GoPro. You know, um, it was was streaming everywhere. People was putting it up on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram and Twitter. And, you know, um, it's just sad, man. It's just sad. And that type of violence, that reason for that violence, that is exported from America, baby. That is an American export. All we export is war and hate. That is it. Those are our exports. Other places got, you know, we got coffee and we got beans and we got rice we export from here. And we got this, we got that. America exports death and hate. Because if you listen to what that man was saying and his little reasons in his manifesto, Um, A lot Pretty much all those reasons were American based It was all Trump It was all right wing It was all make America great again It was all take this back It was all get rid of them It was all like come on man Come on bro Like I said I'm not going to get too deep on it Because this is American as apple pie at this point This is American as apple pie And although it didn't happen in America We're used to it here Like I was talking to someone from Turkey You know they got a big Muslim population there and he was saying, you know, this is this is top of the news type things here. This is like this is at the front front pages. Like we not we can't stop talking about it. And I'm like, man, in America, this is almost a, a forgotten story. Almost give it a couple of days. It's going to be forgotten just because this happens all the time. 50 dead, 30 dead, 20 dead, 60 dead from mass shootings is is the norm. It's a criminal profile that fits those, you know, it's always a white guy, usually middle-aged. And, you know, it's, we just have them, We just learn to accept him. And someone says something that was very poignant, that was very brilliant. And this was following the Sandy Hook shooting. Once you didn't see any law change from the Sandy Hook shooting, you pretty much knew it was over. They said America watched its white children get gunned down And nothing changed Therefore, all bets are off Because if white children in America Can't get the laws changed What's the hope for everybody else? What's the hope for the You know, it's, man I'm not even gonna get into it, bro I'm not even gonna get into it But, you know, rest in peace to those 50 people You know, RIP to their families The ones that were injured I hope y'all pulled through, man Everybody's okay The world is evil we got a lot of evil in it. And we get to the point to where we become desensitized to it, to where it happens and it's just a news cycle. It's a news article. It's a couple of talking points. It's this, it's that. And then it goes away. And then it happens again and then it goes away. And nowhere is safe. Churches, synagogues, uh mosques, movie theaters, colleges, high schools, middle schools, elementaries, preschools, is workplaces. Um, uh, fairs, carnivals, concerts is it's everywhere, bro. It's everywhere to the point I go out, my fucking head is on a swivel, and it usually is because I always watch my surroundings and where I'm at. But now it's like I'm watching everybody. I'm watching for the and it, I'm watching for the dude with the shifty eyes that you know keep looking around, you know trench coat, or the dude who look a little sweaty, look a little nervous, kind of standoffish from the crowd, or the dude who keep going to the bathroom and coming back like. I'm looking for those people. I'm looking at them differently now, you know. And we've been conditioned. We've been conditioned. Whatever these people are trying to get across, whatever their fear mongering tactics, uh, fear mongering tactics are, whatever they doing this for, they, the the fame or the hate or to make people scared or whatever it is, is working. Because it's at the point I don't even want to go no fucking where. And that's for a lot of people I know. And we don't even want to go nowhere. Big crowds is out big crowds, concerts and shit. Nah, man, it's not happening. Sad case, bro. Sad case. But, you know, I just wanted to touch on a a couple of those topics, man. I'm going to get into some more, but I just wanted to, you know, um, you know, shed light and my thoughts and my opinion on certain things. None of this shit is law, of course, but it's just my thoughts and my opinions and I hope you guys appreciate listening to them. This is the Random Ignorance Podcast. I am your host, Savage the Great. Peace.